All right. Good to see each one this morning. You have your Bibles. Go ahead and open to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. As we're in our study on spiritual warfare, this is our 10th lesson on this. We've got probably three, four more, although we will take a break uh, uh, Sunday week. Uh, you know, for Easter, we'll, uh, we can uh, celebrate Easter with an Easter message. But today we want to take a look at our 10th lesson on spiritual warfare, understanding the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse seven, uh, 17. You know, Paul has been explaining and going over these various weapons that God has given to his people, you know, in order to fight the wiles of the devil in order to fight temptations, in order to fight, uh, fight attacks, whatever Satan may throw our way, God has made available uh, to us things to defend ourselves. And now we're going to look at something he's made available for us to use as an offensive weapon, you know, as Satan comes at us. So he's done said, like he said last week, put on that helmet of salvation, put on that assurance that you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, so Satan is not allowed to get into your head in order to try and convince you that you're not really saved or that God has not forgiven you or whatever the case may be. Now he says, after he said, put on that helmet of salvation, he says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, as we said before, this analogy that Paul has come up with, you know, concerning the spiritual armor, it came about as Paul was in prison, chained to a Roman guard, and as he began to observe this Roman guard, he began to observe everything that he was wearing. And we've went over that, that, that breastplate of righteousness, that belt of truth. Uh, you know, we got a couple of other things to go over. Now he gets to this sword that he sees hanging in his side. And he says, you know what, this would be good to apply to the spiritual battle that we as God's people are in. So he begins to apply to the believer all that God has made available to us in this spiritual battle. Now, the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon that is listed here for the believers. The, the, the Roman soldiers, they wore this, uh, this sword on their side which could be used for close uh, combat fighting or, you know, in, in fact, they had a short sword, something like that sword right there, okay, for close combat fighting. Now, if you really wanted to reach out and touch someone, you know, they had a sword like that. Well, you could really reach out there and touch someone, couldn't you? You know, but for whatever need they had, they had a sword in order to fit that need. So Paul, as he was looking at this, he said, you know what, this will be a good thing in order to, to, to tell the Christians you have this available to you. No matter what size of sword you carry, it will do the job if you pull it out of his scalpel and use it. The problem is many people within our churches today, many believers, though the sword of the Spirit is there available for them, they leave, them in the scout, leave it in the scalpel. They never pull it to fight off the temptations of the devil, to fight off the wiles of the devil. Listen, the sword of the Spirit will do you no good if you do not use it. And the truth is, many believers, many of those who call themselves and identify themselves as a Christian, they always leave that sword in the scalpel, never taking it out in order to, to fight off the devil and his 
forces. Look, it's there for you. Pull it out. Use it. It's in your belt of truth that we looked at. You know, so looking at this sword on the side of the, the, the guard, Paul recall, uh, re, uh, recalled the purpose of that. The sword was worn by this soldier to kill and destroy his enemies. Folks, the sword that God has made available to you as a believer to me as a believer is for that very purpose to kill and destroy Satan and his forces. So Paul was letting us know the purpose of the sword of the spirit, the Bible, the word of God. It is to destroy sin. It is to destroy the devil, which is everyone's greatest enemy. Now, we must never forget that God has given us this sword to use in our everyday battle. Listen to me. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are in an everyday spiritual battle. Some way, some form, Satan is coming after you. You're in that battle whether you like it or not. When you ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, be your Lord, be your Savior, boom, you was enlisted in the army of God. Okay? You was thrown into battle. Okay? Now, here's the thing. We must never forget that God has given us this sword, the Bible. It's a fighting sword. It's given to you in order that you can destroy the attacks of the enemy when he comes at you. Other word, or otherwise, he is going to destroy you. Listen, Satan is a whole lot stronger than, than you are if you don't have the sword of the Lord pulled. He will destroy you. Okay? We've got to understand that. He is going to destroy you. Think about this for a moment. If the sword of the Spirit was used by all believers the way it should be used, okay? Stick with me. If the sword of the Spirit, if the Word of God was used by all believers the way it should be, there would never be any need for physical swords in this world today. What I mean by that, there would be no fighting the way it is. I better put that there before I cut myself. That thing is sharp. Uh, anyway, you know, it, there would be no need for fighting around the world. There would be no need for wars around the world. You know, but the problem is we as God's children aren't using this weapon that he has given to us. Why do you think we had to go in to destroy Saddam Hussein and bin Laden? They were evil people. Okay? So we had to go in and destroy them because evil does exist on this earth whether you believe it or not. And God has made available to us, folks, this sword of the Lord in order to battle that evil. You see, a sword is useless as long as it's confined to the scalpel. It will do you no good whatsoever. Listen. He's given it to you. He's made it available to you. Use it. Are you with me? Use it to fight off the wiles of the devil on a daily basis in your life. The Word of God is there so we can fight the evil about us. This sword of the Spirit is what makes the Christian or helps the Christian to defend themselves by which, you know, uh, you know, we're going to face these battles every day. It's there. Use the word of God, the sword of the spirit, you know, is that by which a Christian defends himself to fight this evil. So if you're constantly being defeated by Satan, if every day you say, man, I lost battles again today, you know, Satan came at me, tempted me with this. I gave in again today. You know, 
Three times I gave in today. Listen to me. If you're constantly losing battles in your daily life, listen to me. I love you. God loves you. Okay? But you're not in the Word. Here, amen or no me. You're not in the Word if you're losing battles on a daily basis. Because God says you've got the sword of the Spirit to fight off those wiles. So if you're not able to overcome some things in your life, it's because your sword is still in the scabbard and you're, for whatever reason, you're afraid to use it or what. Maybe you're afraid you could cut yourself, you know. But whatever, take it out, use it. Let's get started this morning. I want to show you three ways the sword of the Spirit is used by the believer, okay? When we look at the sword that's provided for us, we can see numerous ways, but I just want to give you three ways this morning. First of all, the sword is used to help us fight off temptations. Now, I would be willing to say there's not a one of us in here this morning who is not tempted by the evil one every day. In some way, some form, some fashion, you are tempted, you know, you know, to, to, uh, by the devil to do something. The sword of the Lord is there to help you fight that temptation off and overcome that temptation. You see, the, your, uh, the, the sword is used to help us fight those temptations of the devil. When he, I don't care what the temptation is. It may be something major. It may be something minor. But, folks, the Word of God is there for you. As the only offensive weapon that's listed by Paul, it's the only way we have to fight off those attacks, to fight off those temptations that comes our way. And when you think of the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness, you know, what did Jesus, when he was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, do? I'll tell you what he did. He pulled his sword. Because if you remember in Matthew 4, anybody remember what he said when Satan tempted him? Come on. As it is written. Okay? By him saying, as it is written, he was saying, here's my sword. Here's the sword. Here's what the Word of God has to say. So the sword is used to destroy Satan, folks, and all his strongholds. Look what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. He says, for the weapons of our warfare. Okay? They're not carnal weapons. In other words, they're not weapons that we can see. They're not weapons we can feel. They're not weapons that we can touch. He said, but they're mighty. Our spiritual weapon, our spiritual sword is mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. They, the Word of God will pull down any stronghold in your life is what Paul is saying. So when, when John saw the Son of Man in, in, in a vision in the book of the Revelation, you know, he tells us this. And by the way, we're starting a study tonight on the book of the Revelation. We'll go through the entire book. It'll take about 32 weeks to go through the entire book. So if you're interested in, in eschatology, end-time events, you know, 6 o'clock on Sunday nights we'll be going through that. I just had to throw that in. Won't, won't, won't pass the plate twice for that information, Okay. But anyway, when John saw in the book of the Revelation Jesus, he said, out of his mouth, out of the mouth of Jesus went a sharp two-edged sword. Now, what's he mean by out of his mouth went a two-edged sword? His word, his spoken word. Folks, it's the word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it will destroy 
the enemy. It's with the sword that Jesus is going to destroy Satan and all his evil at the end of time. Jesus won't need a physical sword. The sword is the word of God. It is the words that come out of his mouth that is just going to destroy Satan at the end time. But if Satan has a stronghold in any area of your life, it's the word of God. It's the sword of the spirit that's going to cut through that stronghold. I don't care if it's the stronghold of drugs. I don't care if it's a stronghold of alcoholism, pornography, or any other stronghold that may have you bound. Folks, the word of God will cut through that stronghold. It'll set you free of that stronghold. Far too many believers are held in bondage by some particular sin. You know, all along, the weapon they need to break that stronghold is hanging right there in their belt of truth. And for whatever reason, they will not pull that sword. What is the sword? So we'll make sure we're on the same page. The Word of God. The Word of God. Now, here's the thing. The sword is used to help one, second thing, is to recognize the sin that's within our life. In other words, the Word of God, as we're reading and studying the Word of God, what it will do is it will reveal the sin within our life. If you think that you don't commit sin on a daily basis, I will assure you you're not in the Word of God. Because if you study the Word of God, the Word of God is going to uh, make you recognize, boy, there is some sin here in my life. In other words, the Word of God is going to bring out about the ability for one to see the sin in their life, thereby making it possible for that person to be converted, become a child of God. Paul said in Hebrews um, you know, chapter 4, verse 12, he said this. For the word of God is quick. Now, what's the word of God? The sword. It's quick. It's powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. What's it do? It pierces even dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner in the thoughts of the intent of the heart folks the word of god will reach way down within us and reveal to us the sin in our life it will reach way down within us and reveal the things we need to confess to our lord and our savior so when the word of god is shared with a lost person it's going to cut deep it's going to cut wide it's going to cut continuously until the spirit of that person is able to see the sin within their life see their lost condition, and come to Jesus Christ. Now, what is, why is the Word of God compared to a sword? Why would God take and, and say, well, look, the Word of God, I want to compare it to this. Now, this is a two-edged sword, and trust me, it's sharp. Why would the Word of God be compared to a two-edged sword? Why don't you got your hand over your mouth, Brenda? Do you think I'm going to cut myself? <laughs> yeah, I hope not, too. Anyway. Why does God do this? Why did God allow Paul to do this? A good question to ask. You know, a sword is a dangerous weapon that can kill someone, right? It's a dangerous weapon, and it can kill someone. There's actually a number of reasons for this comparison. First of all, it can not only defend, but it can pierce the inner man. So the sword of God, the word of the Lord, you know, it can pierce the inner man within us. The sword of the Roman guard was designed to pierce the flesh and bone of a person, but the Word of God, it pierces the heart of an individual. 
as we read the Word of God, as we study the Word of God, as we share the Word of God with others, it's designed to pierce the heart and allow us to see the sin within our life. You see, if it's the Word of God that's going to cut the heart of man and cause him to see his need of salvation. You see, it causes him to see the unrighteousness before God, to cause him to see his need for a Savior. You see, the physical sword is a taker of life. But listen to me. The spiritual sword is a giver of life. That spiritual sword, that Word of God, it is what gives life. And the sad thing is, there's many people with whom the Word of God has pierced their heart, brought about the conviction of sin, called them to a relationship with Christ, but instead of coming to Christ, they fled by Him, uh, fled from Him, thereby condemning, uh, condemning themselves to an eternity in a devil's hell, rather an eternity with their Lord and Savior. Now, let's look at physical swords versus spiritual swords first of all the physical swords harm the body okay they 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 harm the body they they can even bring death to the body but the spiritual sword folks it heals the heart okay the 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 more you use a physical sword the duller it becomes but the more you use the spiritual sword more you use the word of god the sharper you become And the third thing is the physical sword requires a skilled soldier. Let me tell you something. The soldiers were skilled at this. They practiced and they practiced, you know, with with their sword until they were skilled at it. But you know what? The spiritual sword is guided by the Holy Spirit of God. You just allow the Holy Spirit of God to guide his word, and he will make you successful. What a great weapon God has given to those who know him as Lord and Savior to help us fight off the enemy and to destroy the enemy. Now, let's look here at God's word. Believe it or not, God has his own sword. A lot of people don't understand. God has his own sword that he uses, okay? First of all, he he uses it, first of all, to render vengeance against his enemies, okay? In Revelation chapter 1, Also, Revelation chapter 19, here's what the Word of God has to say. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went uh, sharp two-edged swords, and his countenance was like the sun shining in strength. When Jesus Christ comes back, folks, he's going to have that sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Then you look at uh, chapter 19, verse 15. I think we got it up there for you. And from his mouth proceeds a sharp sword, which is used to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with an iron scepter, and he, uh, he, he treads the winepress in the full uh, fury, uh, wrath of God, the Almighty. So even God, even Jesus Christ, when he returns again, folks, he's going to have that spiritual sword. So the second thing here is to, he uses that sword to sentence them who hate him to eternal death. You know, in Judges chapter 5, verse 31, you know, uh, the the Scripture says this, So may all your enemies perish, O Lord, that they, that, but may, excuse me, those who love you shine like the sun at its brightest. He will destroy his enemies with the word. He will sentence them to an eternity in hell. 
The third thing is he uses it to destroy the flesh of those who fight against him. In Zechariah, which we'll be looking at in our study, because Zechariah goes hand in hand with the book of the Revelation. And the Lord will send a plague to all nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpse, their flesh rotting away, their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouth. You know why all that's going to happen? Not due to a nuclear blast like some teach. Because of the spoken word of God. This will happen to his enemies. So as you can see, the sword that the Lord possesses is a mighty, powerful weapon. And the sword of the spirit that he makes available to us, folks, is just as powerful because it's still the word of God. Next thing here is God's sword, his word will protect us from the enemy. The word of God here, folks, is for our protection. You know, in the book of Joshua in chapter 5, Joshua, as he's about to go to battle, he sees this man. He sees this person, you know, with a sword standing there. And he asks this question, are you for us or are you an adversary? Now, this man that was there, this angel, had a physical sword, okay? And he replied this, I am the captain of the host of the Lord. In other words, it was Jesus Christ standing there with a sword. Okay? Jesus Christ was standing there with a sword. Jesus with his sword to physically protect the people from the enemy. You see, this is comforting to know because the captain, folks, is on our side. And he has his swords uh, drawn, ready to defend you, ready to defend me. You see, Joshua knew that he could attain victory because the captain of the army of the host had arrived on the scene and he knew he was there to protect him. Folks, the Word of God is here to protect you. The Word of God is here to surround you and protect you from all the attacks that Satan can bring to you. But you've got to pull it out of the scabbard. Okay? You've got to use it. You've got to know it. And if you never have your nose in it, if you never spend time studying it, it will not be available when you need it. Look, I believe even today, God will not only personally protect his people, but he also provides us with all we need to protect ourselves, namely the sword of the Lord, namely the word of God. Let me conclude with this. When we talk about swords, there's many different sizes the Romans carried. Some of these swords were just for chopping, okay? Some of them for cutting, some for piercing. And the same is true with the Word of God, okay? The same is true with the Spirit of the Lord. God makes available to us, okay, a sword to fight off depression. If you suffer from depression... The Word of God will fight that battle for you. The sword of the Lord, He gives us a sword of a deliverance from addictions. The Word of God will fight that addiction for you no matter what that addiction is. He makes available a sword for anything that the enemy may throw our way. I don't care what it is. There's a sword to protect you from that. We must use our sword against the flesh We must use our sword against the world. We must use our sword against principalities of the air, against disease, and against the very host of hell. 
That's why he issued it to you when you enlisted in his army for that very purpose. Remember, we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Where did I get such a ridiculous idea from as that? From the word. Because that's what we're taught. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. The enemy fights us with determination. The enemy fights us with firmness. The enemy fights us the desire to kill us. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Therefore, we must fight him with the good fight to overcome evil with good. And folks, we can't do it on our own. We have to do it with the word of God. The word of the Lord is called the sword of the spirit. And folks, I say, let's use it. Let's use it. Why? Because it is a sword of victory for the believer. We have the weapon to defeat the enemy. We need to know how to use it. We need to know how to stand on guard and be ready to pull it when we need it. You may not need it drawn every day. Now, some people may have to have it out all day long, you know. I mean, you may have a lot of things you're fighting, you know. Others may have to pull it twice a day, three times a day, or whatever. But look, be willing to pull it when the enemy comes after you. Be ready to pull it. And not just pull it, go to swinging that sucker, okay? Go to swinging that thing in order to fight the wiles of the devil. But listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if there's never been a time in your life you've asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, come into your heart, be your Lord, be your Savior, made a commitment to begin following him, you know what? You don't even have this little sword available to you. Okay? You don't even have the little one available. Until you're saved, until you enlist in his army, you're fighting the battle on your own. I don't care if it's a battle of depression. I don't care if it's a battle of addiction. I don't care, you know, what it is. You're having to fight it on your own. And there's no need in that. When God says, if you join my army, I'll fight it for you. If you join my army, I'll make available everything you need to fight that. Okay? You'll have to fight those battles on Satan on your own. Look, the captain of the host of the Lord, he will not show up to fight for you if you don't belong to him. But if you would only turn your life and your heart over to him, except by faith, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, you're going to enlist in the army of God. And at that very moment, you're going to be issued a sword. Okay? You're going to be issued a sword. You're going to be issued a breastplate. You're going to be issued a belt of truth. You're going to be issued that helmet of salvation. And as we're going to look later on, you know, the sandals that you need to stand firm on the ground. But without those things, you're going to be a defeated foe. What about you this morning? Are you already enlisted in the army of God? Have you already accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If not, don't leave this place this morning without making that decision because that's the most important decision you'll ever make in life because that decision is going to determine your eternal destiny. We're going to have a song of invitation here in just a moment.
If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, as soon as we stand, we want to invite you to come. We'll get you with an altar counselor and let them explain more thoroughly what it means to be saved. We just uh, pray that you won't leave this place this morning if you don't know him. Child of God, if you say, you know what, I never pull my sword because I don't know much about my sword, then what you're saying is you never spend no time in the word of God. I would ask you make a fresh commitment here this morning to begin getting in the word. Begin recognizing your sword begin using your sword you'll see you'll see your life drawing closer to god because of the many battles you're going to win let's pray